Needless to say, in the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of people writing and talking about this whole issue of the banning of books as a result of what happened in the state of Tennessee and the banning of the Holocaust uh, remembrances under the title of the book Mouse. And a lot of people are, are going out on a limb because they see how dangerous it is. And there's just been discussions of all kinds. A close friend of mine, a very old friend of mine, is part of one initiative. And he shared with me some thoughts that others had put out there on how we should look at what's happening and what should be done about it. And I had to write him back and give him some ideas. And what I tried to advance to my friend is the fact that from the start, I think we go about reading in the wrong way still. I have written and I have spoken and I have talked to my students in teachers' education programs about the fact that there was a time when everybody had to learn exactly the same way. And when it came to reading, the goal of reading was to make sure that everybody could read everything that they were presented with. Certainly to be able to read the newspaper and to be, be able to understand a little bit about the world. It was never assumed that everybody in school would be able to read and apply their reading knowledge and reading skills in other environments. You learned how to read, you learned how to decode words, you learned how to use new words in sentences, but you didn't necessarily get to the point where you read a novel and then you had to talk about how that novel changed you. What things in that novel were the same as things you've experienced and what things were different? How was the world in that novel different from the world as you experience it? That's where true literacy begins. Being able to take what we learn and apply it to the world around us and to our problem solving on a day-to-day -day basis and thinking about life. I used to stand up and talk about the fact that whether we're reading aloud to a three-year-old or a five-year-old, or helping a 10-year-old read 
uh, a novel, a book, or an, a grade eight student, or a group of grade eight students rather, reading a book and talking about it. The way in which we encourage students to bring what they already know to what they're reading and take what they're reading and applying it to what they already know is to do what we call questioning, to ask questions of the students that take them into the world of the text that they're dealing with. And that some of those questions are superficial and some of them are much deeper. Bloom's taxonomy created and distributed by educators, obviously by a, uh, an educational theorist with the last name of Bloom, talked about the lower order thinking skills and the higher order thinking skills. At the very least, when a child takes a book off the shelf or we take a book out of the library, we want to make sure that we can understand the words. We know what those words are talking about. If I'm reading Little Red Riding Hood to a five-year-old, does the five-year-old understand what little and red and riding hood implies? Or three little pigs and what are the what are bricks and straw and wood? At a higher level, if I'm reading a much more complicated book, can a student understand what's happening? Can they grasp the knowledge, the place names, the, the days of the week, all of that? It sounds mundane, but that's where learning begins. Questioning knowledge raised by the book. I used to read to my students when I was teaching them about this a book about a bull who was more interested in smelling the flowers than fighting in the bull in the uh, bull ring and, and i would talk to the students about the words like bullfighting and matador and toreador and spain and all of the details of the book to understand what they are because maybe they don't. Then the next thing is to comprehend what is actually taking place. What is the story actually about? What is it leading up to? Can you understand as a young child why when the wolf huffs and puffs at the straw house, it falls apart. And why all the pigs in the brick house are safe. That's comprehension. The student in their minds is hopefully seeing and understanding. 
going up the ladder. The next thing is applying it. Are we able to think about ourselves in relation to the story? Would you feel safer in a brick house than in a straw house? Can you understand the fear at, let's say, the, the Little Red Riding Hood and going through the forest? Or the witch, the white witch in the lion, the witch in the wardrobe? and why that was so foreboding and forbidding for young kids to read. And why was Aslan, how would, the, how would you feel if you saw all these statues of elves and people and so forth? That's applying. I read a book not too long ago where what happened to the character was exactly how I felt when I was growing up. And so that book moved me because it it appealed to me and how I was feeling and where I had been. And I could see myself in that story. That's what it means to apply going from the lower order thinking skills to the higher order thinking skills, we go from analysis to synthesis to evaluation. We have to be able to take apart the story and look at its parts and understand the story from its parts. If we're going to, if we're going to get our students to think about a story, for instance, we need to see how the parts all fit together. Then we need to be able to bring the parts all back together again and understand how they all fit back together again. Or can we put them together in a different way? Can we see the story ending a different way? In order to be able to see the story ending in a different way, we have to understand the individual parts and be able to put them together in a completely different way. Different characters doing different things and coming out with a different ending. And then, at the last, we have to evaluate. We have to be able to say, I like this story because... Because then the student is thinking about what he or she has read and can then once they're thinking about it apply it perhaps to some to some other situation all six steps in bloom's taxonomy takes our students deeper and deeper into what they read until there is new learning because new concepts are developed. We don't do that on purpose, and it doesn't happen the same way with every student. But when we start to think about a story and look at it in that way, we all of us come up with a different idea. Think about going to the movies with a friend or a group of friends. 
and that movie being a very powerful movie, and then you walk away afterwards and you talk about what you saw. And when you talk about what you saw, you're taking ideas not only from the movie you've seen, but you might be bringing in what you remember from other movies and other characters and other situations. And so that new perspective becomes part of how you see the world and how it's shaped. Deep learning is where we actually can say reading a book makes a difference. You, if you're listening to this, you all will know there are books that you loved and books that you hated. Books that you loved because it touched you somehow and books that you hated because what happened you didn't think should have happened at all or you didn't like what happened. But then there are also books that make no difference. You have no feeling one way or the other. Those are the emotions at which level we then can say we are learning because of those books. If we start to teach reading that way all the way through, then people don't see books as threatening. They see books as an opportunity to expand one's idea of the world and come to new understandings of the good things in the world and the bad things in the world. Parents, politicians, who want to ban books, want to ban books because they think the ideas are threatening. No book should be seen as threatening. It should be an opportunity to see the world in a new way. And if books are seen as threatening, it's because the people who feel threatened the most have never really gotten to the point where they say, see books as an opportunity to better themselves and better the world, only to make sure there is no change. We have to see books and reading as a way to help our students change and to not tell them how they're supposed to change, but encourage them to change internally as a result of what they read. Those of us who love to read, love to read because we love the challenge that comes from reading books and thinking through the ideas and applying the ideas. We see the world very differently. Sometimes those that approach to learning and approach to books is comes without even trying. But teachers have to purposefully go about helping their students learn to read so they can see reading as a positive and not as a negative. So they can love reading, not be afraid of what books tell us about the world. Then and only then will we know that there will be no banning of books and no burning of books.